am I speaking to right now? Yeah. Cameron. My name Cameron. is Cam Buford. I'm a Dolphin fan. But I'm, I'm more a fan of boxing. Boxing is my main sport. Is the promoter more of an advisor? Or are you telling him what you want to do? Help me out in that relationship. You know what, people, I think people are starting to find out, finally, that boxing is just as much a business, uh, just like the NFL, just like the NBA, just as much a business as it is a sport. You've been a leader. You've been a leader, okay. So you are lifting weights currently? Um, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> when he said it's easier to score in the NBA, versus Europe. Did you agree with them? Uh, to me, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's easy to score all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, what has the game of baseball taught you? One of the biggest things is being humble. Uh, because you can go from one night, you know, going four for four, being on top of the world, and you know, I can sit here and gloat, pump my chest and do this and that, and also guess what, the next night I'm over four. Or can you give a message to the kids to kind of persevere through the false teachings they may be giving? Patience. Okay. Patience, patience, patience. Come on, you were, you were adding some spice to it. It's like a seven city part of voice, so you know, I think it's a big part of my game. And you know, every time I step on the floor, you know, I just want to represent myself. You play this game and you don't turn it, not turn up win the championship, then why are you playing for? I'm happy for the Mariners. I'm happy yeah, for the whole Yeah, no, yeah, can nobody, nobody. Go watch the tape. Go watch, go watch the tape, and then you tell me if it was all about just a system. You look, you look like a buffoon. Go do your research. Go do your study. Finish this one for me, Mister, Mister. Before you let me go. What are some of the other things that you're doing to prepare for this fight? This I'm um, masturbating seven times a day. Seven, seven times? Damn! <laughs> wow! Testosterone. Pump it, pump it, pump it, pump it up. Sometimes people that talk a lot, they're really not saying anything. If you haven't told your girlfriend about the show, tell her about the show. If you haven't told your boyfriend about the show, tell him about the show. If you haven't told your cousin, your uncle, your grandfather about the show, let everybody know about the Voice of the Fans podcast. Hey, man, thanks for making our voice your choice. You know how we do. What's good? What's good? What's good, fans? Thanks for taking time to join us on week 231 of the Voice of the Fans podcast podcast fans why don't you give yourself a round of applause for making time to join us tonight on week 231 cleveland of the voice of the fans podcast how you doing sir doing good cam how about yourself i'm pretty good man seven degree day out here in uh birmingham alabama what's it like out there today you know about 42 43-ish little drizzle you know a little wind oh it was nothing to, nothing to write home about it was 80 degrees yesterday with the pollen flying. I did, it was 70 degrees. It's still a little humid in the air, man. Mm. But fans, once again, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This is week 231 of the Voice of the Fans podcast tonight. Cleveland. We got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the NBA. There's a lot going on in the NFL. And we got some basketball to talk, some baseball to talk about as well. How them bases, Cleveland? How are them bases? You like the adjustments that the big bases are helping the players out? Oh, I mean, you know, it's probably better for safety. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of getting safety. used to, you know. Big bases? I mean, what are we in the third grade, man, where we need uh, pizza boxes on the, you know? I mean, what are we in the park in Woodland? Uh, what is it? Uh, Woodland Hills, Woodland Green Park? 
Yeah, um, I mean, no, it's it's nothing like that. But I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, you know, that was the intent. Um, it's gonna take some getting used to, just like the, uh, you know, the clock and all that. Okay, we, we yeah, we're gonna talk about some of that a little later, fans. But uh, each and every week, we start our, our show with our numbers game, Cleveland. With it being March eighth, two thousand and twenty-three, week two hundred and thirty-one of the Voice of the Fans podcast, Cleveland. And you think of the number eight? Who came your mind first, or who wore that number the best? Well, you know, Cam, uh, coming off the emotional, tremendous ceremony that I uh, witnessed uh, yesterday uh, at the Laker. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to talk about Powell also. We're going to talk about Powell also. He didn't wear number eight, so I don't know. What, uh, okay, so you're, you're so, not, so, so, so being that, that he was so closely intertwined, oh, um, and it all made sense and came, you know, full Powell. circle, uh, the person that comes to mind first is Kobe Bean Bryant, and the person who wore best, Kobe Bean Bryant. Better than Steve Young, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's better than both of them guys, yeah. Troy Aikman, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, better, better than Trouble T. Roy, too. Yeah. Cleveland, we're going to talk about We're going to get back to that celebration that you talking about last night that you saw. We're going to talk about that. When you think of the number one, 31, Cleveland, who first comes to your mind or who are the number best? You know, Cam, who first comes to mind, uh, thinking of my dad, is a guy named uh, Dave Winfield. Oh wow, that's a good call. I thought yeah. you were gonna say Derek McKee. I mean, I know how much you you. Oh man, me and Derek product. McKee have uh, the the biggest <laughs> love hate relationship that there could possibly be. Oh my I goodness! I thought you were gonna say Derek McKee. Oh my goodness, I I could go on for hours about what Derek McKee could and couldn't do, what he should have done and didn't do. Uh, yeah, Charles Smith West. That's a sensitive subject. That's a nerve, man. That still touches a nerve. You talking about Derek McKee? That's Ooh. Uh, first person to come to my mind, um, outside of Jason Terry, I got to give a shout out to some, some more 206, Mr. Quaker. But Wilbur Montgomery, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day, man, he was a beast. He was one of the first running backs I started to appreciate watching. Um, but yeah, that was impressive. Cleveland, man, let's talk about it. The Ravens tag Lamar Jackson. On the new non-exclusive tag. I mean, I, this is crazy to me. We just the Ravens, they get a pass generally in everything they've done for the most part for the most part because they've been winners, right? The as a franchise, they won two thousand and came back and won two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, one of those years. So and they've always been competitive. I appreciate that. I've, I've told you this years before you try to call me on their defense. They've always been uh, a upstanding franchise You would, in most people's eyes. And they, they've been competitive. I think I asked you even earlier in the season, would you rather be the Ravens? Or who, who do I compare them to? Um, a team that just kind of – the Rams, I think it was. And they go and do this to Lamar – Jackson, why don't they want to pay him number one? And then, isn't this the same thing that they're the Phoenix Suns, who you pre predicted would uh, just have a collapse this season? And until the trade, I mean, that was a very, very uh, possible thing 
I don't know if you know, KD went out. To, he didn't even play tonight because he slipped on some water or something on the court. But that was the same thing they did to DeAndre Ayton. Didn't want to pay him. Had him go test the market. The market said that they should have paid him to begin with. Now they reluctantly give him his, uh, what is the five, the max deal he could have got. Remember that? That was just last year. And now this team is still fighting each other. They can't get it right. Football is different than basketball. I get you. There's a few more players involved. But this is your number one guy, the, the quarterback of the team. That's having a fight and struggle and claw to get some money. How, how do how does how does this ownership expect to get beyond this if Lamar Jackson doesn't come back and play football? Yeah, that, that's a pretty uh in their uniform, I should say. I should say. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty uh open-ended question. A lot of things going on there. Um I mean, where I, are we at? Dude, we're we're first, two years into first, two first years and foremost. I guess from your perspective, um, who wins this um, argument if the market is determining what the value of Lamar Jackson is? Who wins this? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, who wins that? Uh, does Lamar Jackson win or do, or do the Baltimore Ravens win? Uh, it's a chance that Lamar Jackson's taken. And then I spoke to you ad nauseum at this past season that while well, Lamar Jackson should not have been playing. I've told you that, Kevon. I spoke to you. If you don't you know what it. you know what you know what Lamar Jackson reminds me of, right? But at and at, at a much greater, higher level, though, right? This is running back uh, with the Dallas Cowboys named DeMarco Murray. And the Dallas Cowboys were like Marco will pay you your money if you're durable and you pound the rock for us and you know you know get through the 16 game season and scathe and man mm. yeah we'll, we'll we'll cash you out mm. went through the whole season had the most carries in the league had either the first or second most yards in the league you know they told him the next year yeah, we you, you're too, you're too you're old. You're showing the rock too much, man. Now, right, now yeah. you're not really. Yeah, we can't get you again. We can't get you again. Yeah, you got you, yeah, you, was, you got a lot of stuff on you now. Same with same with Lamar, man. Their whole offense is predicated around him being able to just scramble for eight yards, right? At any given time, right? So it, it just spreads the field out. Everybody's always open because you have to accommodate for him. But that takes a toll on his body. And going forward, what do they think about him just becoming like a, a traditional drop back pocket passer? I think that's what this whole thing comes down to is that they don't mm. think that the way that he plays mm. is sustainable. I don't, three years ago, yeah, man, cash him out. Today, and he hasn't played a full season in two, two seasons? I don't know. And you're still kind I, of I, I, didn't expect, the road, I, didn't, right? I didn't expect from you to have this um to have this uh, approach um because I've been telling you all season long if you remember Cleavon he should have never suited up for week one without a contract without without a contract he should have never suited up for week one and and that was based on his past and not, not taking any shots at Lamar Jackson the former MVP of the National Football League 
his passing game was was questionable, has been questionable. He's a um electric running back, and as you mentioned, how sustainable is that? Yes, he's been he's been fabulous. He's been fantastic. They have a winning record when he starts. They don't have a winning record when he doesn't play. So that tells you. I mean, what more? What further evidence do you need that he's a contributor to win? A contributor to winning football when he plays. However, Cleveland, as I told you, it would be a conflict at the beginning of the last season. He missed the six games of the. He missed six games the year before. If you don't remember, I told you that that would be a conflict with his whole contract issue. He plays this season because he's a gamer, shows his heart, gets hurt again, and two years in a row he doesn't play the final six games of the season. When, when the team is in the playoff contention, they've been competitive with him. Excuse me. They've been competitive The the as he's the quarterback, as I told you, they have a winning record. And these teams in both years were in the playoff hunt. <clears throat> they, they made it. Uh, I'm not sure if they made it last year. They made it this year. So you're exactly right. Um, they putting it out to the market. That, that tells you kind of what they really think of him. And to answer your question, the team uh, who actually wins that deal with him going out in the market, they're probably the team um, because at best they don't have to overpay him. <laughs> they have to pay him, but somebody else is willing to pay him if they want to. No, because because, they don't because have to overpay no, him. no, because typically that's the polar opposite. That's that's what drives that's what drives the salaries up. Is what people that aren't as good as you are willing to pay for your your talent because they want what you have, so they'll overpay for it all the time. That's why right. Deshaun Watson has a two hundred thirty million dollar guarantee contract because so they want. Are we talking about collusion? Are we talking about collusion? Then no. No, huh? we're not you talking mean, about collusion. Absolutely not. Why? Why wouldn't it be? When five five of your buddies all of a sudden say, "No, I'm good. I don't want that. I don't need. I'm not interested in him." Because if they considered him a top tier talent, then none of that would matter. They would overpay for him just so they could have him. So you don't think there's anybody that's going to overpay for him? Well, see, that's what that's what I'm saying. And, and what is overpaying think, for? What is overpaying for? I think it's bad business for the for the Ravens. For, for your, I mean, for your record, what's what's overpaying for Lamar Jackson? What's for me? I mean, I, I understand why they don't do guaranteed contracts. I'll put it like that. For him not to get a guaranteed contract, I mean, it's I wouldn't expect him to get one, but. Maybe something that uh, to uh, if Daniel Jones just got forty, did he did he get forty five million? What was the numbers on Daniel Jones? He got forty million a year. If Daniel Jones got forty million a year, I mean, come on, Lamar has to be at forty five. Forty five. What is what is um, what Mahomes at is forty six, right? I think um, that's a much different contract, right? That that's kind of an outlier to the market. Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he has to be somewhere be in that 40, 44 to 45. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to get 60. It's going to it's going to be 50, but you know, yeah. What's 50? Oh, are you are you guys already talking about you you know negotiating down? 
You here here here's a couple fifty bag fifty racks on the top for the next two seasons. Well, at, at, any, at, at any rate, so so uh, overpaying for Lamar would be would be fifty million. Then so forty five million is is market right? Right. Okay, so forty five million. Oh, we got one eighty plus forty five. So. Right at that 225, 230 number again. How much is that guaranteed? I mean, it had to be like 200 guaranteed, I would suspect. I mean, well, I don't know why so, they're not going. So the, I, know, the two, I don't know why they're not the looking at Kirk Cousins. The 200 I don't know why they're not looking or, at the or the Kirk Cousins market. Uh, I'm sorry. Is the 200 overpaying or is the 200 market? The guarantee, the 200 guarantee? Yeah. No, I think that would be market, I would think. I, I would. I don't know why they're not targeting the Kirk Cousins contract, and not. Oh, uh, I guess because he's an uh, NFL MVP, and uh, the Ravens make the playoffs all the time, and the offense is predicated around him. But uh, what I'm saying is, why you would target the Kirk Cousins contract is because Kirk was 100 percent guaranteed. That's why I'm looking. Because at the, the because the guaranteed money came at a a discount. The Deshaun Watson contract. Didn't come at a discount with the guaranteed money. It came at like a full fledged, like, yeah, so, okay. to your quarterback. This is where I think having an agent and I mentioned would be helpful. Yeah, because you can kind of go back and forth and kind of feel things out. But yeah, well, when I got to call you every time, that's a not only not only that the agent would have known that okay, the Dolphins are ready to pay you one eighty. They're, or excuse me, the Dolphins are ready to pay you that. Yeah, you got to call the teams on, on your own, or they or they got to call yeah. you, right? Yeah, exactly. That's where that's where having an agent, where you're trying to save. You know, I don't know what the relationship with with him and his mom, but are you trying to save that five percent agent fee? That three to five percent is that what you're trying to do? Well, you're blowing it right now, uh, Lamar Jackson. And I would have told you, I told you that last year. This all, last year, I'll see this time last year. Don't suit up. Get your agent, not somebody who speaks their language. That's that's more. You you can be as talented as you want, but if you're not talking their language, uh, there's going to be a discord in the in the in the room. And you need somebody who speaks that language. Most importantly, in this situation, you need somebody to to say. You need somebody to say, um, "Yeah, we're gonna talk about. It. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get there. Don't worry about it. Think <laughs> that's a fight. I don't know why they're suiting up, but we're gonna get to that." Uh, Tim, thanks for tuning in. But that is a contract. I mean, this is a situation where you need that agent to go make this conversation to have the conversation for you because they speak the language. They have the relationship. Most importantly. They can find out if the Arizona Cardinals or the um, New Orleans Saints or the uh, Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Falcons, excuse me, or the Carolina Panthers, they can find out which one of them are willing to invest with you. And, and knowing that, you can say, okay, the hell with you, the Ravens. We're going down south. What's, what's up? That's when you make this phone call right now. Boom. What are you guys really trying to do? But he doesn't have an agent now because. I don't know if you made that. If that phone call has been made, I don't know if the truth has been told to him. And so this is where he might be getting some bad advice. Mr. Lamar Jackson, get yourself an agent, get signed, wherever you choose to go. Obviously, you're a talent that a lot of teams are going to want. But get yourself an agent so they can make this call for you. 
we talked a little bit about it off off script, Cleveland, but Daniel Jones signed for four <laughs> four years, 160. He gets 40 mil off for of playing a half a season. I bet. Oh, he has the Mannings behind him too. That's right. We got it. Let's not forget the Mannings was on that side. But yet, and still, that's an agent that Lamar Jackson needs to get. Because I'm not sure. I think they should have resigned him. 40 mil, that's a lot. Four years, 160. What's your thoughts on Daniel Jones? And then they tag um, Saquon. What, what's your thoughts on the investment the Giants made? Market value. Market value at 40? They paid you. They paid him better than we're going to get to a Gino. Gino could resign for what thirty three, thirty three, thirty six. I mean, Gino's uh, like thirty three years old. Yeah, I mean that, that that's that's the difference, right? Well, they gave him thirty three in a in a salmon dinner and said Gino thirty five. had ten years to <laughs> to show he was the dude. Never happened. This year, oh wow, that was a nice season, Gino. Yeah, we'd like to keep you around and see if you can continue this uh success for us. But mm. you have not shown that before this season, like ever. He had so, an intense. He's been he's been on your bench for the last three years. Come on, man. One season, one hit wonder, right? So far. Oh well, come on. He he had never had a chance. When's the last game? He hasn't had a chance. Is this is this is this the Gino didn't have an opportunity to be Good. Is that? Is, are you? He on, he's been on your bench for three seasons. What, what? What was his opportunity to show that he was better than he could? He couldn't have done this two years ago. Exactly. Exactly. No man. When he got his opportunity, he, 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 he cut, showed. He cut that out, man. He, he when he a, got his opportunity, he, he showed. He was a career backup, and we just gave you uh, middle tier quarterback money for three years. Well, it's really like a two. I remember when cats were balking at like giving him 25 like six mm-hmm. weeks ago. And he got 35. He got yeah, Gino, he he right yeah, he's chilling. He wouldn't got him a spot on Mercer Island for real, huh? Yeah. What do you think Carr going to the Saints? did that move the needle for you? Um, it gives him a little bit more stability, I guess. I don't know, you know, it's hard to kind of figure out their offense and, you know, a lot of the pieces are kind of broken at this point. So I don't know how much he can help with that. Probably would have been better to go to a team that had a few more uh, offensive weapons that were younger and a little bit more durable than in New Orleans. But, you know, I thought Washington or New York would be a better fit. I thought Washington for for sure. The Saints, but at least he, he's the number one. He goes to the Saints. He's at, at the time he's the best quarterback in the in the league, in the division. Um, because I mean, who else is competing with? Who's who's in Carolina? Who's in Tampa Bay? Um, who's in Atlanta? Yeah, who's in Atlanta? So right now, as as we speak, he's the best quarterback in the division. We'll see how long that continues. What do you think about the Cowboys putting a tag on Tony Pollard? Hoping could he gets come back healthy. Good idea. Keep him right about uh, that that top uh, five for this year. See what you can do. Clippers defense sucks, man. Clippers defense. 
Um, so is there room for Zach? Is there still room for Zach in the house? There's still room for Zeke. He's gonna have to take a tremendous uh, haircut on all this, but yeah. Zeke, five years ago, man, that career comes fast, doesn't it? Yeah. Five years ago, he was a cat. Especially when the Cowboys use you at, man. Yeah, the Cowboys are used you at. I mean, was it even the Cowboys using him up? They, they didn't get a chance of using him up like that. The last couple of years, he's been under 4% average. They can't use a, use that guy up. He He's, I mean, he's not what he was, but, I mean, he's still a, a, a serviceable back. Yeah, and as, well, I'll wait, I'll wait for you to continue on. But, uh, yeah. Well, Go ahead and say what you got to say about Zeke. No, he's just he's he's one of those backs that I thought was spectacular, but you, you know some backs are spectacular for a couple of seasons, and then there are some backs that are like I just don't understand how he keeps doing it. Like how much much longer can he do it? And you know it's one of the pieces of uh, you know my you know wish you get one teams man. Other than the Hawks, of course, you know, but. You know, one of those other wish you get one teams. But he, he come on, he hasn't had it. You, you never asked that question. How long could he keep? How long could Zeke keep doing this? You never asked that question to yourself. You ask yourself. So, I mean, so back that, so, to what so, he was so, his first so couple years in the league. The thing I'm thinking about right now is Joe Mixon. Like, Joe Mixon, because of the way that offense runs, they don't have to, like, Run him like they had to run Ezekiel. Of course, early in of course, career, right. That means so he might have a few more miles left on him. But I'm like, does he really? Can he does still get me? off like that for like two more years? I don't know. Joe I mean, Mixon is he coming kind of up to his ceiling? I mean, maybe Ezekiel's come up to his ceiling, but now he has, you know, a compliment. He has, you know, Pollard. So it's they're sharing it. It's not like he has to just batter ram these fools anymore you know i don't remember zeke being a batter ram but nonetheless um if he yeah you're like you said he's gonna have to okay, cut well okay maybe not a battering ram but the cowbell like yeah like, yeah there you go the, yeah, you know, the focal point of the offense yeah well like you said he's gonna have to cut some of that flat top off because um you're coming back into this back this backfield i mean we want you we gonna we love to keep you. He's one of those franchise type players. You know how Jerry feels about the guys he picks. He was one of their picks. Fell right to their lap. Um, but if you want to stick around, it's gonna cost you a little bit, buddy. Uh, the Raiders placed a franchise tag on Josh Jacobs. I believe you said you would not. Was that you who said you would not do that, or was that um, uh, Tyler? You know, I wouldn't have done it. I think we. I think we both were uh, in. You know, confirmation on that, but you know, go ahead and do yeah. that. Ha 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 ha! Both of you guys, you gotta pay this guy, man. He led the, he led the league in rushing last year. Is that what we're doing now to NFL running backs who lead the league in rushing? We're not gonna give him a long term contract. We're wondering how long you can keep doing this. Is that is is that who you asked yourself about? Because you weren't saying that about no. Josh well, I mean, Cam, I'm a running back Cam, it's, it's, you have to you have to you have to admit it is somewhat more difficult to identify a generational type uh, running back that you think can just do this for a long period of time adverse, um, you know, years past. I dis I did disagree with that. I'd say that this is not, this is not like, it's not like, Ooh, should I pay LaDainian Tomlinson? It's not like, Ooh, should I pay Adrian Peterson? 
it's not the same kind of thing. It's like, ooh. No, it's the way like they, they uh, Josh Jacobs. It's the same exact thing. I mean, I don't really feel that confident about giving Josh Jacobs five years. Do you? Maybe not five years, but at least a, a solid four-year contract. He, a four-year. You don't. You don't believe in him that much. You, I can hear it in your Absolutely. voice. Absolutely. What are you talking? Yeah, he that's led like, the league. In that's like giving. Last Austin, year. That's like giving Austin Eckler a four-year, eighty-five million dollar deal. Nothing, Austin. You're just not going. You're just not going to do that, are you? And Austin like is, is, is. He got a four-year, you know, like twenty pound for pound, right? He can he catch. Got, he can do it all. You're on, not man. giving him four years. Austin was a um, undrafted rookie coming out of college. Okay, what about now? Okay. We're not. We're not, yeah, talk, we're not signed, talking about. I'm his telling you, he signed. Numbers. He we're signed for like right 28. Josh, Josh, he he should have got. 15, yeah, four years, 60, four years, 65, 50 of it guaranteed. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, that's 15 a year, 10 of it guaranteed. Absolutely. That's what he deserves. He, the leading rusher in the league. Team, you want to be able to run the ball. You want to be able to run the ball, don't you? In a Super you do, Bowl. You, you do, but you don't, but you don't feel comfortable with him being. That guy to do that for the next three no, years. You don't feel comfortable, but that's because you can't identify talent. If you're able to identify talent, okay. So, so answer, so answer the question, Cameron. Do you feel confident that Josh Jacobs is going to be one of the top five leading rushers next year? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Put some on it. <laughs> what you want to put? Whole bunch. A whole bunch. Josh Jacobs is not one of the top five rushers in the NFL next year. So you. So are you absolutely calling this a fluke? Are you calling his are are you calling him a fluke? Not a fluke. You he might he might might get 1300 next year. I mean he might get he might get off to a certain extent, but not like I'm giving you you know 50 million guaranteed on it. I don't you put what you want to put on that because now you now you're discreet now you're discounting again. You you're showing I need I need uh I need Terrell Davis. Where are you at, Terrell Davis? That person don't know football. <laughs> that person don't know football right there. That's I need to I need that loop. Let me get that loop for you, fam. Because right now you're shitting shitting on Josh Jacobs. What? Because he's an Alabama running back. You shitting on him. You're saying his career done is done. Okay, you know, I'm gonna go with a, a, a 206 uh combo meal. Duh. Duh. Yeah. You ready? Duh. Listen, listen. This is going into next year, his fifth year in the NFL. His fifth, okay. He's went for 1150, 1065, 872, and 1653. Is he not going to be one of the best? Absolutely. Blue moon on me. Blue, full moon down here in Bama on you. Okay, okay, okay. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. But but for me, I want the uh, 206. Two-pack combo. Fans, Cleveland. I want my, I want my Ivers home. on this side, and then I want my uh, lumpia with the special sauce on this side. Yeah. Fans, they don't even know what you're talking about. The 206 combo pack. That's what I want. So that's what we got on it right now. Half half minute, in, uh, half hour into the show on March the 8th, 2023. Is Josh Jacobs going to rank in the top 
five running backs rushing yards next season. Come on. Full moon on Cleveland. I want a double order too on full moon. Since I got to wait, I want a double moon of food. You sure, you sure can have it. And I want my 206 uh, combo pack. Man, come on. Are you crazy? He wouldn't have gave Josh. Yeah, okay. You and Tyler. Wait till we get Tyler back on the show. Tell him about that silliness you just proposed right there. Mm-hmm. Frank Clark, he's available. You guys drafted him. You bring the guy home. He go bring some, bring uh, win some chips. Bring him home and show you young guys how to do it. You interested in Frank Clark? We'll see. Uh, it depends on what Frank's talking about. I believe he's a lot more mature than he was. Rings. Frank coming back with rings. You don't don't think he's talking about that? Uh, Excuse me. I, I was I was just about to uh, you know touch on that subject. You know, he's much more mature. Has had some success. Uh, maybe he comes back with a little bit of a different perspective than when he left. What, what a different perspective? What I want to get paid? <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not coming. He's not coming with that mindset. Yeah, it's like, can I? Can I get some payment? It's not. Oh. Yeah, I want to. I want to get paid. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. we're going to bring yeah. his truck up. Oh, you, you guys might not be seeing Frank in in your part of town. Maybe, then. maybe not then. Because Frank got Frank got coming back with rings and things. Okay. We can think about the Chiefs uh, putting Orlando Brown or not franchising Orlando Brown. Look like they're just going to release him. Maybe, uh, maybe kind somebody you're interested in? You know, you never can tell what franchises are really thinking or what they know. So maybe there's something to that. But on the surface, it looks a little questionable, right? Yes. I mean, yes, sounds a little questionable. You would got him. You, didn't you send a, two, a second rounder to uh, Baltimore for him? Uh, yeah, it was it was, it was a, a pretty high pick. Yeah, man. So maybe they might have somebody waiting in the rings. But like you say, franchise, you never know what franchise can do. And Derrick Henry, another Alabama running back, does he deserve? Let me before we get to what's going on with him. Does he deserve max contract? Or or no, he still has some proving to do. Two years. Oh my goodness. You still wondering who, what Derrick Henry can be in this NFL? Yeah, are you going to give him four year? Uh, you know, eighty percent guaranteed. Here we go. Now, now Derrick Henry can't get his money, according to Cleveland. According to Cleveland, Jerry it, Jones syndrome, man. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is not the only one that thinks like this, man. Those guys would be like, man, you have been punishing people for years. According to Cleveland Snyder, he nobody can get paid around here. Who, well, who do you choose to pay? Uh, Cleveland, we're gonna get into that question. Who do you choose to pay? Which which your number five pick? Are you are you drafting? Are you trading down so you can get a, a lower rookie? Somebody in no, the twentieth? No, no. So you don't have to pay him because you got two picks and you got two picks. Damn, the, I, the damn. What, what what have I been saying? We're we're hoping that we're hoping uh, Mr. Carter is still there. But are you so you just get a three year rental? And send him on his way, or do we see Cortez Kennedy in the making? We see Cortez Kennedy in the making. I mean, Cortez spent a career up there, though. Sure did, defensive player of the year. Yeah, we want him to be the same thing. But are you gonna pay him? That's a, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If That's if he point. has if he has Cortez Kennedy production, he gets all the money he wants. All the money he wants, he says. Mm-hmm. We'll see. That's yet to be seen. All right, so we know Cal, uh, Derrick Henry's on the books, and you guys have, although he can be a battering ram, imagine him 
well, imagine um, Walker and Penny running behind Derrick Henry. Whew. But you guys wouldn't consult it because uh, Cleveland Schneider wouldn't even conceive, conceive of picking up one of the leagues, the, definitely the biggest back, the most threatening back. The Cleveland wouldn't dare conceive of picking him up. What does Cleveland? Uh, what does Calvin Ridley do to the Jacksonville Jaguars offense? Does he make? Uh, I, I mean, he opens it up a little bit. I mean, he's been uh, out of the league for a year, and before, I mean, he was kind of, you know, sort of probably plateauing with regards to how good he was going to be. So, oh, you said, oh, you said we've seen the best of Calvin Ridley. We already seen the best of him behind uh, Matty Ice. You don't think uh, you don't you don't think um, what is it, Mister Flamboyant down there in Jacksonville? Um, Jacob Lawrence. You don't think uh, Lawrence can dust off the dust off the rust of really? Well, man, I mean, you know how football is, Cam. It's hard to just turn it, you know, off and then back on again and still be that dude. I mean, he was kind of, sort of, almost getting to be that dude. And now he plays on a team with Christian Kirk and some other receivers, and I don't foresee him stepping into the Jacksonville. You're worried about Christian Kirk over. You're worried about Christian Kirk over Calvin Ridley. Did you just say that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what did Calvin Ridley really do? Oh, come on, stop it! Come on, stop it! See, this is that Alabama bias, and it's funny that now I'm here. Now I'm hearing Bama defending these cats, but Cleveland guy that he you just shamed three Bama players in, in the first thirty minutes of the show. Three of them. I I, I didn't shame Derrick Henry. I just said I wouldn't give him twenty million dollars a year after he's been uh, running like that for six years. And and I would I wouldn't break the bank for Josh. You wouldn't do it for a kid who's been running like that for four years. He's not the same kind of running back as uh, Derrick Henry. Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is Aaron Jones. Okay, he's he's kind of like okay, ooh, that that you sure didn't look good for those two years. Aaron Jones nah, and the Packers, and that's it. Aaron Jones and the Packers. Yeah. Oh, I guess a uh, running back who can catch it, who can run up the middle and run through the tackles. Right. What kind of production did he have last year? Was yeah, it was yeah. it like fifteen million dollar production last year? It was it was got, it was serviceable. I think he got hurt last year. Oh man, see. Okay. At any rate, Calvin really, yeah, I'm not expecting – I mean, expect him to step in, maybe be the two. Uh, not this dynamic 1,400-yard uh, receiver by any means, no. Okay. Don't pick him on your fantasy squad. Let, let him let him drop past the yeah, fourth I'll let, I'll let him fall to you, homie. Let him, let him fall past the yeah, fourth go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. What's your combine winners or losers? You wait for the combine and see who's going to drop, who's see who's going to fall. You, I mean, you guys – Called up the NFL. I mean, I know that number came from the 206. The NFL got on, on must have called Georgia to see what you guys can dust up on, on Carter there to kind of ruin his uh, first number one draft pick opportunities. Hoping he number one it. combine, yeah, number one combine winner without question, Mr. Richardson. Just doing everything, man. The Michael Jordan of the combine. The, the Michael, uh, he called him the Michael the, Jordan the, of the combine. The biggest loser was uh Will Anderson. Well, what happened to Will? Help me out. Was the numbers terrible? Uh it, it was it was good. So why was the bad? 
Because if it was exceptional, well, then you know you're you you got you know you're playing with people's minds in the top three. Arizona, you don't need a quarterback, so you know you want to trade back or you want to take this guy. You you kind of put that that questioning in their head if he runs like a four, you know, five eight, right? But four six seven, and then he's like, okay, well that's that's fast enough, and you know, shut it down. Oh, you didn't like the com- you didn't like the competitiveness, huh? No, I loved it. I loved it. Like, okay, well, you know, I could try and push it to get to three, but I'm I think I'm still in the you know six or seven. Please, if you let me drop past seven, wow. But who would do that anyways? I mean, probably, you know, six is being optimistic from to fall that far. So Cleveland, talk talk to the fans about um what you think of the measurables? How much does the measurables matter? You say um, Richardson his his stock rose because some of the had the highest uh, vertical leap of all quarterbacks, had the longest broad jump of all quarterbacks. But you don't often see, or do you want? You don't want your quarterbacks having the shoulder vertical leap and having the shoulder broad jump abilities on a football field. So how much does that play into? what it is that factors into what he can do. Cause he still only threw uh 50 uh, completed 56% of his passes in, in college. Um, and then as you know, Bill Parcells would already strike him out cause he only had uh, 12 starts and not the 40 starts that he wanted to see a, a quarterback play. Um, so how much do these measurables actually factor into his drafting ability? So do you think? Uh, I think they, they they factor in significantly when you're like just way over the, the numbers in, in a lot of uh, different areas. And, you know, it just goes to show the, you know, the potential um, athletically, which are things that you can't teach. So, you know, he already has those God-given abilities. So if you could teach him the other things and kind of straighten out um, some of the defaults and deficiencies he's had in the past and, you know, what are the what are the comps? Everybody keeps saying, uh, you know, Josh Allen slash Dante Culpepper slash, uh, you know, Cam Newton. Yeah, which one of those won a Super Bowl? Cam did play in one, but which one won? Oh, none of them won one. Uh, you know, Josh is still. I mean, probably. I'm sorry, Josh is not going to win a Super Bowl, but I mean, you know. Still, the the talent and the you know, if you put other things around him, we'll see what they can, what he can do. But yeah, he, he's very, very raw, very, very rough, and hopefully, you're not expecting to throw him out there next year, or probably even the year after that. So, are you looking to? Um, are you going to risk it with the number five? If he's there, do you take him with number five? I hope they don't. Wouldn't be surprised if they did. Do you think he'd be there at twenty? So, do the combine? Do you think the combine needs to be uh, kind of rethought, if you will? Do the revisit of kind of like what the purpose? I is? think from you, you know, it's you interesting that you say that. It's interesting that you say that because the thing that I get from the combine or from hearing the executives and the coaches more than anything is the benefit is getting to speak with the players like you know 
first Absolutely. and foremost and kind of get an idea of kind of like how they're made and how they're wired and Absolutely. asking certain questions and spend time with them. It's not necessarily that, you know, that shuttle, you know, little drill that you do or the one where they're moving the ball around and you do all that. It's like, you know, what do you ever really do? Or, you know, the, you know, the pre-scripted throws, it's like, well, I hope you can make those. You got all the way here. But I mean, you still, I think you still need to do that just to, just, just to check that box, but probably less of that, right? Because the, the benefit is on the other side. So yeah, I think a lot of that is kind of wasted energy, but at the same time, you don't want to be hearing about this guy and he shows up and he's five, 10 and a half, you know, his hands are only this big, you know, it's like, oh. Did the numbers hurt Bryce Young? Is the measurable. I mean the the size. I think the size more than anything. People have been saying that so, for weeks. They just did not realize how small he was, and so yeah. he made it to how many national championships he won? Two, two of the four years in college. Did he win two? Three. Just won the one. It's just, it's. It's just won one national championship. Did he win? Did he win one? He has to have won one. They haven't won. That's something to think about. They have not won. Georgia's back to back, right? So, did they win the year before that? Wasn't that Clemson the year before that? Damn! Hold on. Go ahead. Keep thinking about it. I'm about to pull it up. Keep thinking about it. Talk it out in your head. Talk it out. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I know he won the Heisman. I don't know. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure they won a national championship per se. Yeah. Okay. Um, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, 2020, 2017, 2012, 2011, 2009. He's not going to drop to number five. If he drops to number other, five, if Bryce Young drops to number five, do Pete and John take him? Yeah, they do. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure I would, but they do. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. What's your thoughts to Joe Mixon, man? Uh, <laughs> scared him, sending warning shots to his kids' neighbors, man. His neighbors' kids, rather, shooting uh, nerf uh, nerf guns out around the neighborhood. Joe Mixon <laughs> decides to let a couple off. Man. Well, this sounds like a much uh, tamer Joe Mixon than I remember at Oklahoma, uh, bouncing uh, white girls' faces off of you know counters and whatnot. Hey, I don't Locked think they off. went off the counter. He it was just a quick response, man. It was just oh, okay. a quick reflex okay. that, that he wow. had back in Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, in that's Norman, all in Norman, Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this is quick so, yeah, this is a much calmer uh version of Joe Mixon than I recall. 
All right, Cleveland, let's jump into this NBA topics, man. We got so much going on in the NBA. KD uh, joining the Suns. They had their first game. We got Russell. I want to ask you about Russell Westbrook. I know I know he's not on your squad no more, and you feel like you don't have to deal with him no more, but I got a question I want to ask you about him. And then, lo and behold, street clothes. Street clothes with left his clothes in the locker room. He can't, he's been balling for you guys. We're going to talk about a little bit of that. And I got a question to ask. I'm going to give it to you right now, fans, and let you guys think about this question. Did Pal Gasol actually deserve to have his Laker jersey retired at the crypto.com arena? If that wasn't the. I'm ashamed for I'm ashamed for uh, Lake the Lake Show the Lakers organization the Lakers franchise for retiring Pal Gasol's jersey number. Are you kidding me? Pal Gasol, Pal Gasol, he gets a jersey. Re- His number's up there next to Kareem, James Worthy, Shaq. Are you kidding me? What? Clean one. I'm gonna get into that one later on, man. Yeah, you're gonna have to hold me back. I can't believe that. I can't believe that actually happens. If you told me this, he made it to the NBA or to the Basketball Hall of Fame, that's clearly understandable. That's 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 a no-brainer for what he did with Spain and the Olympic championships, gold medals, etc. But to be have his jersey retired as a Laker, Cleveland, you should be ashamed as a Laker fan for that. And you were talking all glowingly about what well, we're going to get into that later. Who should be ashamed of himself is Job Moran. That's somebody who should be ashamed. of Now, I know all these kids love all this mumble rap that we hear today. I have no idea who the kid he was trying to recite the corny lyrics he was talking about. But why put your little cap gun up to the screen, flaunting it around? Was that, Cleveland, was that stress, a cry for help? Was that ignorance, Uh, youth? What, what was this from John Morant now that has him, you know, suspended indefinitely? I think at Cleveland, you heard me say this just a, as recently ago as a couple weeks ago when Pappy was on, the, uh, was on the show. I told you, having no veterans on the team, this is kind of the ignorant stuff you get when no veterans are on the team to say, hey, dude, what are you doing, man? You give you can't be carrying guns around on and off the plane. Hopefully, oh, hopefully, for his sake, it was one of his boys' guns in Denver. He knew somebody in Denver who brought it to the brought it to the spot to let at least get him off the hook of that extra suspension time. But come on, Cleveland, what, what's your thoughts on job? I mean, I think it's a confluence of events, right? I mean, I think he doesn't have anybody, like you're saying, to show him how to do the wrong thing the right way, so to speak. You know, That's not exactly. Don't, don't, put, don't put that word, those words in my mouth. That's not exactly what I said. <laughs> not exactly. To do the wrong things the right way, Cleveland. Is that to what do the wrong thing the right way, right? I mean, if, I mean, if, you're, if you're going, if you're going to be, no, that's a real thing, right, Cam? If you're going to be engaging these kind of real. things, you're going to be real. doing these kind of things, then there needs to be a certain protocol as to who does what and where you should go and how you should do that. 
right? Because right. you're yeah, not because you're not doing conventional things like regular people. So there's different rules to it and how you do it. And the more famous you get, the more um, calculating you should be about that kind of thing, right? You don't you don't just go up in sugars or you know deja vu waving a gun and throwing it on, uh, you know, Facebook Live and then you know expecting a different result. Like if you had like like you're saying some vets around, they're just not going to let you do that, man. They're going to show you a different kind of a way to do it to get the same result, but just in a much you know different way. It's, it's so, so there's that part of it, right? And then there's a part of it that he plays in Memphis, Tennessee. I don't think this whole thing kind of – he doesn't have that same type of attitude if he's in a major metropolitan city, which Memphis is not. I think it's a little bit more, you know, conducive to kind of just, oh, that's just Javi and Ja kind of a environment. And then lastly, like you're saying, yeah, 24 years old, nobody can tell nothing. And, you know, when your dad is part of the posse and not, you know, pulling you aside, saying, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. But like, hey, man, you know, we almost got caught that time. That's not that's not the, you know, the advice maybe you should be getting. Right. These guys have a lot of free time to be around job, but not no one has enough courage or influence to say that you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. They're all just along for the ride. You're exactly right, Cleveland. You're exactly right that uh, there should be a uh, uh, an adult influence and he, he's clearly not getting that. Or if he's getting that from the pops. I mean, out in the club at 5 a.m. I mean, it, it didn't look like they were wrapping things up at, at the clip I saw. I don't know if you saw it. It didn't look like the thing was wrapping up at 5 a.m. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think there's, again, I spoke to it. This is just one of the things that is um, uh end result of not having a veteran on the team who's traveling with them every day, who's at the training camp, at the facilities, is on the bus, on the planes, and when the coach don't want to be bothered, Who's a, who's actually observing it to what's going on, and not that he's a tattletale or anything. He's just, yo, bro, come on, man, let's straighten up. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Because ever since John made that comment, actually, what a month month or two ago, six weeks ago, says uh, he's good in the West. Malika Anderson or Malika Andrews asked him, um, who is he contending with, and he says, oh, nobody. We're fine in the West. Well, this shows they ain't been so fine. And that's the attitude that a veteran needs to, you know, uh, coach in the locker room. And unfortunately, they don't have that guy there. And I think that's a, the, the team and the franchise is doing the young guys a disservice. And the NBA as a, as a whole, actually. Um, I, again, when I spoke about this, I think I spoke about Patrick Beverly going to Minnesota as a veteran. Like, for Patrick's career, we're, we know he's been an influence on a team. But to call him that big vet, like that's not what we were really considering Patrick Beverly as. And and not that he's a scrub or anything, it's just 
you 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 weren't expecting that from Pat Beverly, right? To to, to him being a common influence in the room. But there needs to be a veteran in the room to talk to, as you mentioned, just to, to highlight these guys. So the the franchise is doing a disservice to him in that regard. So hopefully they'll get one in there, um, and then hopefully he can get past this. I'm, you know, they say that he's indefinite. He's going to be from the away from the team indefinitely. So we don't know exactly what that means, job. But whatever you're doing, bro, get your mind right. Get back in the game, man. This is not a. You don't want to be looking for a job. <laughs> you will say you don't want to be looking for a job and not that job Morant's going to be looking for a job at with the money that he has in the bank, but you're going to be wanting to do something at 23, bro. At 23, you're going to be wanting to do something, and it's best to do the thing that you love and go play hoop, man. So focus on hoop, get back on the court, get your mind right, and hopefully we'll see you soon. What's your thoughts on KD and the Suns? You got a couple – you got a nice look at them. What's your thoughts? What do you think so far? Uh, you saw them uh, when the Wonder Twin Powers activate, and it was kind of nice. The, the the floor spacing and the the looks those guys were getting, just uh, them both being on the court at the same time. Uh, I don't know if DeAndre Ayton is quite assimilated to what it is that they're able to do, um, but I feel like he's always going to be kind of like the one you have to kind of you know, push a little bit more, Derek McKee style. Like, are, you want to play today? <laughs> Let's play today. What well, do you they say? Give him the ball. Let him get a couple dunks. No, man. I mean, you know, that's that's been the problem. But no, so so you had the question was Booker and, and Durant, and yeah, I like that. And right now, uh, who the most sizzling playoff series ever is already uh locked. It's not locked in, but at present, that four or five is Golden State Phoenix. Let's get, down. let's get down and let's just see what that's that is Hagler Hearns right there, man. Ooh, what do you think let's, about let's, Dallas let's just that, see Dallas what's in these, up in these Dallas in these uh playoffs? Dallas is gonna have something to say. The Kyrie and, and Luke, yeah, Dallas, those guys, those guys haven't really proved they can play together just yet. I mean, I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. What I mean, you know, Kyrie and Luca, but man, they they look susceptible, man. Well, they don't play no defense, so that's their. That's, that's fine, their, but I mean, yo, even those two look susceptible, man. Huh? They don't play no defense. That's their problem. Did they win tonight? Yeah, or they know they lost to New Orleans, the Pelicans. They lost to the Pelicans. That's a questionable loss there. Very. Um, does run does Russell play winning basketball, Cleveland? Man, Russ gives it his his heart and soul, right? I mean, the, he he he's still the Clippers he's still are one in five with them on the court, dog. Man, Russell Russell wears his heart on his on his sleeve, gives yeah. you all he got. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is that winning basketball? Is that winning you know, he's a, basketball? He's a L.A. kid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He wants to do yeah. good. Yeah. He's he's won uh, MVPs. He's winning giving back to charity. You giving me everything but winning basketball. <laughs> oh well, I mean, this is kind of funny, Cam, because like just not all that long ago, you guys act like you just came up on a journey, like just woo, you went and stole them. Woo. <laughs> Lakers just didn't know how to use them right. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, he was disrespecting him. You know, he wouldn't let him just be him. And now you're like, why did we get this guy? We haven't, we want, we're one in mind since we got this guy. And he's not the total blame. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. Oh, he's about to be. And he, he, he's, he does he's some tarnished his reputation in the crypt. In the crypto on two different teams. Oh, you, 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 oh, you're, you're, oh, you're enjoying Ooh. this. Oh, you're enjoying this. <laughs> he's, he's, he's enjoying it. He's not on the Lakers no more. So Cleveland's like, it's not my trouble. Not for us to worry about no more. That's what your boy Anthony Davis is 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 uh thinking. Is that why Anthony's been going off like 30 and 14 the last five games? Uh, 30 and 20, Playboy. Get it, get it right, man. No, not the last five games. He that's just what he had last night. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, been beasting. he's been beasting and feasting. I mean, you know, if he can if he can stay healthy, stay upright. That's that's what you're gonna I was have surprised to, he came back in the game after he kind of got the, the dude kind of you know that, dude, that the, dude punched him hella hard, man. Come on, now. him in the nose. Come on. That dude punched he gave him, him hella hard. Give him a little paper cut, and then his fucking nose started running like a faucet. Hey, look! I didn't say this was '86 uh, Pistons, you know, Celtics. I just said, "Hey, man, hit him hella hard for 2023." And nothing happened. Oh, did you go talk to the refs after the game? Did you call down the? Crypto? I mean, somebody, somebody did. You know, that's that's a. Uh, didn't he get a flagger for it, right? No, there was. It was an ordinary. Oh, oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry, that was inadvertent. Someone else got a flagrant for something almost as ridiculous uh, a little bit later in the game. Yeah, sorry. Man, yeah, 80 went off though. 30 and 20. That was, I mean, what can you say? He, he, what can you say? Cashing in from all over. Um, he was running the break a couple of times. I mean, he's getting down. It looked like AD is trying to drag you guys to the playoffs with LeBron sitting down. LeBron getting some rest right now. LeBron just chilling. He he spent all his energy trying to break Kareem's record, broke Kareem's record, and had to take two, two, three weeks off, huh? Is that where we got? Uh, no, he heard something pop. Oh boy, he, you still going he's with that? He's gonna be reevaluating in three weeks. You see, he's in a walking boot. He's not. He's not. He's not walking around in his Salvatore Ferragamos right now. He's in a walking <laughs> I boot. Heard, I heard something pop, and then went to play twenty more minutes in a in a group game. Come on, man. Kobe Bryant walked out walked out the court uh, with a ruptured Achilles tendon. I still can't believe he did that. Sometimes you know, he walked he walked off the court. That was it was done. Dude, I have ruptured I have ruptured both of my Achilles tendons. There is no walking off the court, man. Well, you didn't have the mama mentality, clearly. Dog. I mean, what can we do? Wow. Clearly, you didn't wow. have the mama mentality. <laughs> That's all I can say to that one. Well, I'm a big fucking pussy because I can't walk <laughs> up because I can't walk up after rupturing my Achilles tendon. Okay. <laughs> you, you I, I'm, not, I'm not a mama like that. <laughs> you did that. No, you're mama. missing the point here, dog. There's no walking off the court <laughs> when you rupture your Achilles tendon. I mean, I saw it happen. It. I saw it happen. So we're like, yo, okay. are okay. you good? Okay. But no, AD been balling, man. AD's really been balling. 
But Cleveland, man, let's let's get to it, man. Be real. Hopefully, we can be objective. I, we just talked about your love for your Lakers, your love for your purple and gold, mm-hmm. your bandwagoner. Yeah, I'm not sure when you jump on a wagon, but you jumped on a wagon. Mm-hmm. Did Pal Gasol? Pal, he didn't. Man, I'm gonna answer the question. He did not deserve to have his jersey retired as a Los Angeles Laker. Now, as I mentioned, if you told me this is an NBA, this is a basketball Hall of Fame, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, Chappelle get in? Absolutely. What, two-time gold medal, gold medal winner in the uh, Olympics? Two championships, NBA championships? And he, he, he's been a good basketball player. Above-average basketball player. But you got Kareem, Wilt, so Cam, Jack, to, to, Kobe, to, to, to stop it prematurely here, when they were having the ceremony, they said there was only eleven. I had to look up. I looked up. Magic. It's Goodrich. There's Baylor. There's West. Then there's Kareem. And Magic, and Worthy, and Shaq, and Kobe. You can't tell me Paolo Gasol deserved to be in that category. You can't. Well, Nobody I'm can. Sorry. I'm sorry. I left out my man Jamal Silk Wilkes. He is also in there. Nobody watching basketball can tell me that Paolo Gasol is in that same category. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nobody. He's in that category, Pal Gasol. Hall. <laughs> that's, a t- that's a tough room, man. To, just, to just kind of walk into, like, ooh. come on, man, stop. Uh, it. Are you lost? I mean, I, I don't want to be like that about it. But like, okay. <laughs> I guess. Come on, man. You can't put Cal Pal Gasol in that category. You can't. And I need you to tell the people right now tonight. And Mike, I, I believe I believe Mike is also in there. No, I don't think so, man. I mean, it was a cool, it was a cool tribute, and I know there's a lot of backstory to it. And you know, it's 2023 and the criteria is slightly different. But when I look up at the Lakers Pantheon, Powell did win two chips, man. He won two, two of them. Two chips. He won. But, but he's got a, he's got a next to Kobe Bryant. I just don't, I just don't, I just don't see the sixteen with the rest of those numbers. Man, come on, man. That was it. I think Lakers, you guys ought to be ashamed of yourself trying to anoint this guy. This not a, not anointing, just just giving some, you know, some praise. Maybe a little bit too much. <sighs> man, come on. That's a, that's <laughs> you guys ought to Laker fans ought to be ashamed of themselves. Perhaps Powell, Laker fans shouldn't be ashamed of themselves. I mean, obviously, the Laker organization, the Laker but, organization is looking for something. I mean, it's, up to, to, it's up there forever with a lot of uh, other numbers that are up there they're forever. Be like, who, I mean, who is 16? Who is that? There's going to be a generation of kids who don't even know who 16 is. Uh, that, that, that's the, the, you guys ought to be embarrassed. You guys ought to be embarrassed. That's as, that's as bad as a stat padding. That uh, Kendrick Perkins is talking about. Do you believe in stat padding? We saw Giannis do it the other night. He his attempt at a triple double with the fake uh, 
shot and rebound. Um, but I mean, there's probably some type of bonuses and you know, uh, things that are tricky with, with some of those things. It just depends on who you are, man. Yeah, I believe there's some, I believe there's uh, some bonuses, but do you believe like Perk says it's a big deal with Jokic? Do you believe like that's a big deal? From my own personal perspective, I think it's kind of hard to like pat your stats in the NBA. I mean, it just kind of depends on like what you're trying to do or what your your motivation is. I guess you could miss shots on purpose and just to get more rebounds or you know whatever. But you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's kind of a uh, it's 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 a tough thing to accuse somebody of because you're supposed to be playing to to not necessarily get stats, but you're supposed to be playing to do the best you can, right? And that part of that is getting stats. So I, I think it's kind of a tough thing to to just say somebody's stat padding. Um, it, that's that's kind of weird to say, especially like Jokic, a big man. Like, how can he be stat padding? How is a big man stat padding? Either they can guard him or he can't. He's making assists or he's not. Like, he's getting rebounds or he's not. That, I don't know stat padding goes into that. Um, uh, Cleveland, what's your thoughts on Greg Oden, man? Um, Greg article came out the other day. Greg, Greg Oden said he felt like he let everybody down. He, he went and secluded himself in a room. Um, he felt uh, that he didn't live up to his potential. He let everybody down as far as the coaches, his coaches, his family, his friends, etc. But do you think, um, seeing that article, reading that article, Cleveland made me think, do Fans and franchises put too much pressure on these athletes to ex- excel and exceed per our definition of success. He <clears throat> is in a very unique situation in that he was picked before Kevin Durant. And so when you do that, the level of expectation will that you will be Kevin Durant or better, right? And so, never got anywhere near that. So every year Kevin Durant plays is another dagger in the Kevin Durant won rookie of the year and and then four straight scoring titles. So yeah. You're always going to be compared. I mean, it's like the, you know. Sam Bowie, Akeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the other way. Akeem, Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan. If you're Sam Bowie, you're always, yeah, man. That's always you made on a you. mistake there. You're going to have to wear that. You're going to have to wear that. Man, that's that's tough, man. It's, just, it's tough to hear him say, kind of verbalize that, I guess. Um, but I would think that, that if you felt like that, that would give you that energy. That and plus, that it was always it was always injury, right? It was so, injury. I mean, even at Ohio State, he didn't like really played like the last ten games. It's like okay, and then like in the final four, you kind of still like, ooh, that dude is if he wow, if he's healthy, right? Right, if he's healthy, right? If he's healthy. And then someone said so much so that we won't even take Kevin Durant before you. I mean that size, seven foot, doing what he can do. Oof. Yeah. 
So you 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 always you always well you look at it. I mean you 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 bring it up like that, but uh, that 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 becomes a real kind of tough, tenuous situation. So Cleveland, here's what we got. It's a playoff race. Final uh, twenty five games in the NBA. So in the Western Conference, Cleveland, this is what we got going. We got. Tripping. I knew I was tripping. I knew that wasn't right. Looking at the hockey stats. I knew that wasn't right. So I just want to read down who, who's got uh who's running the West. Who's running the West? Right now Clippers and um Toronto playing to a halftime tie right now. What can I get to my NBA though? So Cleveland, right now, who we got in the West? We got Denver leading the West. Memphis, who's uh, giving up their lead. They're they're in a tie with Sacramento, believe it or not, as you thought Sacramento was going to be falling off. Phoenix is another team you thought would be falling off. They're holding steady at number four. Then it gets wild. Golden State, 12 and a half games back at number five. Minnesota, 13 games back at number six. Dallas, 13 games back at number seven. The Los Angeles Clippers at 13 games back at number eight. The Los Angeles Lakers at 14.5 games back at number nine, tied with the New Orleans Pelicans at 14.5 games back. In the final spot in the playing tournament, New Orleans Pelicans have 10. They're at number 10, the record of 32 and 34. The Oklahoma City Thunder has record is 31 and 34. They're 15 games back there at number 11. And you have Portland and Utah at 14.5 games back. So it's this <laughs> between, what is this, 14, excuse me, do between 13 and number five, Cleveland, there is a three game difference between 13 and number five in the West. This is, a, is this, is this parody or is this bad basketball? No, it's just the West, man. The toughest but, conference in all of uh, major sports. Cleveland. Go to state at number five is 34 and 32, 51% winning percentage. Is that parody? That's the Western Conference, man. I mean, you know, that in, in years past, okay, so, so, so listen, in years past, the records have been somewhat disproportionate because the East hasn't been as strong. The East is a little bit stronger this year. So, you don't just go over there and just beat up everybody. You still you still beat up your fair share of Detroit's and Orlando's and Charlotte's, but those Boston, Minnesota, I'm sorry, those Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia games go a little bit different. Hmm. What um Dallas, the Clippers, the Lakers, and New Orleans all in the playing tournament. Who gets who plays their way into the playoffs? Dallas, Clippers, Lakers, 
Or all depends on health, Cam. You have to have see have oh, say at the end. Come on, see come at the on, end. Come on. Now, what kind now, of prediction is that? Have to see it after game 82 when everything is set and see who's healthy. After seeing that game 82, you're can't here to make now. predictions. Can't pick that now. You, oh, that shows me zero confidence in your Lakers. They're getting too close for you even to talk about them now. Too they're getting too close for you even to, for you even to talk about them now. And that shows zero confidence. Is that where we're going? No. Uh you know, that sounds zero confidence. The Kang's in a walking boot right now. Uh, if, if he's still in so a walking boot like when the season like they're ends, gonna, well, they're not, they're not going to advance. Are you counting on street clothes to <clears> take you to the playoffs? Can street clothes take you to the promised land? It, de- it depends on if, uh, you know, Snitchy uh, gets his gets his uh, his ankle right. Snitchy's supposed to play on Friday, so we'll see. Minnesota Is Minnesota going to stay at number six? No. So there's they're tied with the Mavericks and the Clippers, and then the Lakers and New Orleans. Does Minnesota make the playoffs? Not sure. See how healthy they Ooh. are. You ready to write Ant Man off? And man, he ain't gonna like that response you just gave right there. Well, I mean, you know, hey, he's a handful. True indeed, but he's by himself right now. So I'm going to try this again. We got Dallas, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Pelicans all in the playing tournament. Which two of those teams make it out of the playing tournament into the playoffs? Have to wait till the end of the season, Cam, see who's healthy. Oh, you're not going to call that right now. Oh, you're corny. You're corny. In the Eastern Conference, we got Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia 76ers, Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks at number five, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets. At 10 games back at number six, Miami at number seven, 13 and a half, the 13 games back, Atlanta, 14 and a half games back at number eight, Toronto Raptors, who was tied with the Clippers just moments ago, at 15 and a half games back at number nine, and the Washington Wizards at 16 and a half games back at number 10 with Chicago. Indiana and Orlando uh, rounding out the in Detroit rounding up the top playoff teams. Which one of those teams, the Heat, the Hawks, the Raptors, or the Wizards, make it out of the playing tournament? Uh, the Heat. The Heat. They gotta go on the three games back of, of uh, the Nets. We expect the Nets to fall a little bit, right? To have some slippage, losing Kyrie and Katie. That's only natural. That there be some slippage. Let's see who takes that final spot. That that's the question there. Who takes that final spot? So you said you wanted to look at last week, Kyrie and Luca. Can the Celtics say number one? And then will Memphis learn? I guess we learn. We have we have our answer on Memphis on. Huh? Can they learn? Because uh, half their guys but is out. Katie and Booker, you said you like, huh? Yeah. At first glance, for sure. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, let's take a, a little break, man. When we come back, we're going to have our uh, This Week in History segment. Uh, we're going to get into some uh, Major League Baseball topics. And then mm. we're also going to talk about John's Bone Jones. Did you see the fight over the weekend? Heard about it, didn't 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 watch it, but uh, I have my comments on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna get into uh, Bon John, 
Bones Jones. When we come back, let's take a little quick break. Who am I speaking to right now? Yeah. Cameron. My name Cameron. is Cam Buford. I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm, I'm more a fan of boxing. Boxing is my main sport. Is the promoter more of an advisor? Or are you telling him what you want to do? Help me out in that relationship. You know what, people, I think people are starting to find out, finally, that boxing is just as much a business, uh, just like the NFL, just like the NBA, just as much a business as it is a sport. You've been a leader. You've been a leader, okay. So you are lifting weights currently? Okay. Um, it's not, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> when he said it's easier to score in the NBA, versus Europe. Did you agree with them? Uh, to me, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's easy to score all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, right. what has the game of baseball taught you? One of the biggest things is being humble. Uh, because you can go from one night, you know, going four for four, being on top of the world, and you know, I can sit here and blow pump my chest and do this and that. Also, guess what, the next night I'm over four. Or can you give a message to the kids to kind of persevere through the false teachings they may be giving? Patience. Okay. Patience, patience, patience. Uh, you were, you were adding some spice to it. Like you said, you were adding some spice to it. I think it's a big part of my game. And, you know, every time I step on the floor, you know, it's one person step on the I'm happy for the Mariners. I'm happy yeah, for the whole Yeah, no, yeah, Cam, no, nobody, nobody. Go watch the tape. Go watch, go watch the tape, and then you tell me if it was all about just a system. You look, you look like a buffoon. Go do your research. Go do your study. Finish this one for me. Mr. Mr. Before you let me go. What are some of the other things that you're doing to prepare for this fight? This I'm um, masturbating seven times a day. Seven, seven times? <laughs> Damn, wow. Give me testosterone. Pumping, 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 pumping it up. Don't like sometimes people that talk a lot, they're really not saying anything. If you haven't told your girlfriend about the show, tell her about the show. If you haven't told your boyfriend about the show, tell him about the show. If you haven't told your cousin, your uncle, your grandfather about the show, let everybody know about the Voice of the Fans podcast. Hey, man, thanks for making our voice your choice. You know how we do it. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself a round of applause, fans. Give yourself a round of, a round of applause for sticking with us at the Voice of the Fans podcast. Once again, <laughs> it is week 231 of this iteration of the Voice of the Fans podcast. Cleveland, now you can find Voice of the Fans podcast, obviously, where all the best podcasts are, are played, Spotify, tuned in, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us there as well. You can take us with you on the go, Cleveland, when you're working out, on your way to work, on your commute to work. You can listen to the Voice of the Fans podcast by just saying, Siri, play Voice of the Fans podcast. She'll play it. She'll pull us up if you guys. She'll pull us up. She'll pull us up, fellas. <laughs> so once again, Cleveland, round of, round of applause to you and the fans for sticking with the Voice of the Fans podcast and, and keeping this thing going, man. Keeping this going. It's been a, quite a while. We're going to get to um, one of my favorite segments of the show, Cleveland. This Week in History. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about um, March 1st, 1841. Born a slave, Prince Edward County, in Prince Edward County, Virginia, excuse me, Blanche Kelso Bruce, first black slave to serve full time in the United States Senate. 
kudos to him. <clears throat> Cleveland, March 8th, 1964, Malcolm X leaves the Nation of Islam. Don't know if you uh, remember that, but that happened. Uh, March 8th, 1977, Henry L. March, Marsh, excuse me, first black mayor of Richmond, Virginia was elected, 1977. Um, March 8th, 1979, the state of Georgia honored and issued a former apology to musician and composer Ray Charles. The Al Albany, Georgia native refused to play for a segregated audience. And the state of uh, uh, Georgia issued a formal apology to Ray Charles. I never heard of that until I kind of did this research here. March 9, 1987, Cleveland. Notorious B.I.G. was shot in L.A. Hmm. Where were you on that day when you heard that? I was riding through the CD, man. <clears throat> on my way to my grandma's house, I'm pretty sure. And you heard it on the radio? Mm-hmm. There was... Nobody could text you back then. Nobody could text you or nobody could text you. you uh, can, uh, maybe you get a page with nine one one. Like, oh, what's going on? Man, it was crazy. I went to my man's house. Um, I was I was in Virginia at the time, but I went to my man's house where we just go chill and listen to music, play video games, and walked in the house. It was like it was like a mo uh uh. Morgan there usually it's all happy, you know, chipper. There's a lot of cats in there. It was all everybody was all sad and tears in each other's eyes. I was like, what happened? They're like big got shot. I was like, whoa, what? Man. You know what really bothered me even to this day, man, is that when I saw him on the Soul Train Awards. I was like, man, that is kind of ballsy, man, to come <laughs> after all of the like beef and pot. It's like, wow. Yeah, earlier that night, huh? It's like, I mean, you know, is it naive or is it just courage or like it just seemed like that was like such not the right thing to do at the time, and right. then to have the uh, outcome that that came from it was just. Not surprising, I mean, but very sad. I mean, but not surprising from just kind of the perspective that I had. Right, right. Well, not I mean, probably, that, probably, like, the thing is, probably not having a big party. It wasn't the thing to do, um, you know. With, yeah, with, and, and who to tell millionaires like, what yeah. to do and you're like famous yeah. people and like where to go and not where to go. But just given the, you know, the Fine. climate and the circumstance, yeah. like it just didn't seem like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was wild. Notorious B.I.G. R.I.P. Bro. Um, March tenth, two thousand twenty, two thousand two. Excuse me. March tenth, two thousand twenty-two. By registering thirteen assists in a nine-to-five, ninety-two loss to Houston, Utah's John Stockton improved his career assist total of over fifteen thousand assists to become the only player to break that mark. Ooh, fifteen thousand, John Stockton. Cleveland, would it be an international woman's day? What is your most iconic 
history in women's sports. Most iconic moment in women's sports history, would you say? Most iconic moment in women's sports history. Would you say? That is a very interesting question, Cam. Um, I don't want to just say give me a list of the top five athletes, but just most iconic moments in women's sports history. Like I got a couple moments that come to my mind, but interested in to know what you think. And there's no right and wrong answer. What do you what do you think? Kind of subjective. Um Iconic moment. I can't really think of an iconic moment per. That probably the most the most memorable. So uh, the first thing, two things that come on my mind is Brandy uh, Chastain ripping her shirt off when she kicked the goal in the Women's World Cup. Was that 2000, 2001, One of those two. Brandy Chastain, you remember that, right? Yeah. No, that's 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 on there. But then I was trying to think of like that's is that like a more iconic moment than that. It probably Flojo. Flojo, when she. But is that a moment, though? When, you know what the I'm moment. I was mean, it, it's Sports was Illustrated. It, was it when she was on the, the platform, or was no, it when, when she, she ran the 10 or When she was sprinting down just, the just thing. Winning the three. There was a picture of her, I think it was Sports Illustrated, of her just running down the track, but it was just caught her by kind of her alone by herself running down the track, and she was sprinting. And she had the long nails, the long hair, you know, the tights. Um, this was in the 80s, right? 86? Uh, if, if, if no, know. no. Uh, Flojo 84, is uh, 84, 88, 88, right? 84, 88. Yeah, one of the, yeah, 88. But <clears throat> just a moment of her blowing away the, the field <laughs> in, in the 100 is like I, just the moment, not the race itself, just the moment. There's an image I have in my head of Flojo doing it. So when I think moment, I'm thinking that. But the Brandy Chastain, I mean, Serena winning winning one of her slams was, you could say, it's, but I think the, the Serena slam as, as kind of like a an all-encompassing thing for sure, but not yeah, necessarily but like, a, like moment, an iconic moment per se. I think Brandy Chastain, I can't think of a bigger moment, if you want to say Billie Jean King, Riggs jumping over the net to go hug her or whatever after she beat him. Um, but I think Brandy Chastain, man. Brandy, isn't that a name? Brandy Chastain? That's it? Like, I, I can't think of a bigger moment than that one. And the, since then, it's been U.S. women's soccer, like, been dominant, right? Like, I can't think of a bigger moment um, than that one there, which was, you know, pretty cool. Um, Jay Jim Beheim out of AC of Syracuse after 47 years. Beheim says, No more for me. Your whole lifetime, as long as you've known anything about college basketball, Jim Beheim has been the head coach of the Syracuse Orange. What's your thoughts on Jim Beheim? Um well, now that he's leaving, I'm going to be really uh, perfectly honest, man. He should have won more, man. He had a lot of talent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, here we go. Here we go. I mean, Carmelo, Carmelo bailed him out oh. incredibly, man, with that national championship because otherwise he has otherwise time. he has none with, with immense talent. 
Thought I said he wanted more. Stay too long. Um, now you want to slam him. But he is one of the pillars, but he is one of the pillars of the Big East, man. You know, there is no Big East. There is no really big-time college basketball without Jim Beheim. He, he He's in that, you know, kind of class. He's coached on multiple uh, Olympic teams. So, I mean, obviously a basketball savant. I'm just saying this from a personal perspective because I liked Syracuse so much as a kid. Um, just wish they would have won more than winning wow. Leave it to Cleveland. People say the same thing about Calipari. Make no mistake about it. Calipari has one national championship for all of those teams. Just one. Leave it to Cleveland to shit on a man as he closes the door. 47 years, man. He promised he promised uh uh Hopkins uh the heir apparent seat like seven years ago. And then came back and has been coaching ever since. Got two of his kids to the to the league. I mean, he's done some fantastic things. Yeah, but you saying the man should have won more. Like you, you that's cold. Yeah, that's pretty cold. That's pretty cold as a man bows it's out. A, it's a it's a it's a cold world right now, Cam. It's 2023 in America. It's winter oh, in America, man. This guy. What about what's your word on Bo- John Bones Jones? He comes back now. A redemption story. He comes back now. What you gonna slam? You gonna slam this guy too? As he comes back. Well, first off, very much like the Pouncey brothers. I don't, you know, I don't say their name three times out loud. <laughs> I, I, I don't say I don't say the Jones brothers' uh, names out loud. Yeah, he got he, he got they got Super Bowl rings. Yeah, his, you his, know, John and Chandler and the other one that went to Syracuse. Yeah, that's not that's not a, a family to be you know fooling around with. But uh, I'll just say, man, I, I'll wait till the uh, till uh, the test come back from the lab. Oh, man. Come on, <laughs> he 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 been away for three years. You still waiting on to see if his didn't you test him before the fight? They do that before every fight. Then the test after the after the fight is always like, oh, what's going on here? Oh man, that oh, was that wood thing. I was just saying, you know, that was still gonna be my system. Oh no! Oh, oh you know how it got in there. Oh, look at you! Every oh, fight. Why? Why has he been gone for three years? He took some time off. He took some time for his last fight. On. His last fight that he won. Did he test positive after the fight? Yes or no? I don't. I don't think so. I don't recall. In the fight before that. In the fight before that, oh, I, I don't, I don't say, uh, I don't say, John Jones, hey, UFC heavyweight John champion, I got your back, John. I got your back, John Jones. Yeah, don't, don't, this, don't, 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 don't rope me into all that. I, I didn't say all that, man. I didn't say all that. You're not gonna rope me into no uh, John Jones controversy. So, what you, what's your first initial thoughts on the uh, stolen bases? Um, being up in spring training, is this because of the big, the bigger bases, or is this a pitch clock? What what is it? It's both. It's both. Uh, you have to make the decision sooner, and you have to go as far. You you, you like this for baseball? Uh, it speeds up the game. It brings more excitement, and it cuts down on potential injury. So we'll see how it goes. I mean. They're doing a lot of uh, tinkering with a lot of the different rules at the same time. So, you know, usually you try to implement one of those at a time, but all of them is kind of a lot. But we'll see. Uh, we got breaking news fans. 
we got breaking news fans. Don't mean to cut you off, Cleon, but um, I don't know if you heard about this. Um, former Seattle Supersonic star Sean Kemp was arrested on Wednesday in Tacoma. Did you hear about this? I heard uh, rumors, but did not want to uh, confirm or deny without further research. But it sounded so crazy that I knew I needed to do more research. But can please enlighten our fans. Tacoma police announced Wednesday afternoon that 53-year-old uh, man was booked and alleged for an alleged drive-by shooting at 1.58 local time, Pierce County jail records show that Sean Travis Kemp was booked on drive-by shooting charge Wednesday afternoon. Wow. The, the middle name and age match so, uh, of former NBA star Tacoma police altercation um, between two occupants of a, two cars that led to being fired. Being fired, shots being fired in a parking lot near Tacoma Mall. One car fled. No injuries were reported. According to police, a gun was, was recovered on the scene. Wow. It's going down to Tacoma, huh? <laughs> going down to T-Town, huh? Uh, what's your thoughts on the World Baseball Baseball Classic? Like the concept? Love the concept. I mean, it's almost as cool as the, uh, you know, the Caribbean uh, championships. Like, why aren't we doing this um, a month ago, before base, before pitchers and catchers um, go to camp? Because now aren't because this is more exciting than that. It's more exciting. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a better look for baseball. It's more marketable this way. Okay, but what I'm saying is is you have pitchers and catchers, right, already, or you have training camp already started, actually. Spring training already started, right? Mm -hmm. So these players, either they're just starting playing or they're not playing with their team. Like, you're good with that? Like, they haven't even been with their team two weeks and they're already going to some tournament? Yeah, I'm good with that. And how many Americans are actually playing in this league? I mean, people who are actually playing in, the, in baseball, not your second string third baseman or your second string shortstop. How many of America's best are playing in these games? Uh, okay. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure with that, Cam. Okay. So I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the roster, but I'm I'm sure there's at least a few triple A baseball. Is this just triple A baseball? For the United States, I'm not. I'm. I haven't seen the roster, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. All right. It sounds kind of focus focus to me. But um, are you ready to make final four predictions? Is there a best, or even is there a best team in uh, college basketball this season? I mean, they're all the number ones lose. Alabama lose. Um, when they get to number one, what Purdue lost when they got to number one. Nobody wants to stay number one. Alabama, uh, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas, I think, are kind of the frontliners. We'll see. Who you got going the furthest? I have to see how the uh, bracket breaks out. 
Well, when the brackets come out, how far? Like next week, right? Is it selection Sunday this coming weekend? It's it's the eighth, so we can't be going getting too far away from it. Yes. Uh, have your have your thoughts changed on Brandon Miller's involvement in the incident down in Alabama? The young lady getting shot. Have your thoughts? Changed no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, with the authorities in the investigation, so I don't have any more information than I had previously. Cam. <clears throat> well, what are your thoughts on the situation? Do you think he should still be playing even while the investigation going forward? I think that once they have enough to say, hey, he doesn't need to be playing anymore, then they will pull him. Um, do I think that they're dragging their feet with regards to that? Yeah, probably. Um, they're not in a great big hurry to, you know, condemn this player who could potentially win the national championship before all that starts. Um, but do they get a bunch of uh, asterisks by all those wins or they take them off? I, mean, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if there's going to be any asterisks involved. Uh, what, what was your final thoughts on the NFL combine this past weekend? Was it young size, Carter's troubles that he's uh, dealing with? Was it a Richardson's combine numbers? What was your, uh, what's your final thoughts on the combine? Uh, I was hoping a few more players kind of um, increased their uh, interest in stock more than they did. Nobody really, other than Anthony Richardson. Um, well, they had the running back there ran the 4 2. I mean, but we talked about how uh, disposable running backs have become, but the running back ran a 4 2 in, in a camp. Okay. Is he... enough for you? Is it see someone that is gonna like you know jump into the top five or top ten? I doubt it. I, doubt I was expecting it. I was expecting a few more players to kind of make that 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 leap from like fringe to like no, he's really somebody that you know we have to consider at this Got spot. It. I Got didn't it. see I didn't see a lot of that. So. Got it. Okay. What. Um, you didn't see a lot about, but Carter's trouble. You you happy with that? That's a thumbs thumbs up. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I'm ecstatic with that. Hmm. All right, you called plant. We got a couple more weeks before Benavides is a plant, but uh, just today, Tank Davis had his uh, press conference with Ryan Garcia for April 22. So now we got a fight in March. We got a big fight coming up in May, April 22nd. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, Cleveland, who you got? Uh, Tank Davis, if he's not in jail. Why are you throwing so much shade tonight? What's good with the what's up with that? I mean, because he, he was lucky to have his last fight. I mean, it was like were there the rest of the night before the fight or something, something crazy like that. The Thursday yeah. before the Saturday or something. Yeah, I think this is uh, – I'm not sure. I was trying to tell your man earlier, Tim. I don't think this is uh, – I'm interested because I know it's going to be a spectacle. Both of these guys have a, a large following. Ryan Garcia is more um, YouTube-ish following and social media following. Tank Davis got his following from Knock the Cats Out. So it's going to be a very interesting mix of folks in the, in this 
I, I don't see Ryan Garcia competing with Tank Davis at all whatsoever. This might be over four rounds. It might be over four. That's what I, that's my early prediction. Four rounds. Tank Davis, go go make your picks, fans. Cleveland, this this weekend, man, we had a few cultural cultural events take place this weekend. The first being uh Chris Rock stand-up show. Did you get a chance to see it? What's your thoughts? I did not get a chance to see it. I heard he uh roasted uh Jada pretty tough. Yeah, he got he got back and wrote on Jada and uh and Will. Um but there's been, you know, it was a typical typical comedy show to me. It wasn't wasn't over the top. I mean, they give it a what a eight eight out of ten. Um, but I mean, was it, was it was it as good as Bring the Pain or or no? I mean, it was it was it's Chris Rock. I mean, kind of similar well, I mean, but delivery. I mean, but I mean, there's you know, you know, cats have cats have their signature moments, their pinnacle moments at the height of their powers. Is it anywhere near? It was. That it or? wasn't. It wasn't the height of the. It wasn't the best I've seen at Chris Rock. I'll, okay. I'll say that. But it wasn't. You know, it wasn't bad. But people were slamming him like he don't know what he's talking about, and he's a nerd now, and slamming him like. How was been a nerd? Yeah, he's he's uh he's the one that got picked on in the family. <laughs> and now he's just a comedian. He made jokes out of it, and, and you know, insanely rich. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's an interesting. Um, I mean, I typically don't watch movies again, so I doubt I watch it again. But um, you know, I I enjoyed. It. I didn't feel like I he, he wasted my night. I can tell you that. I, you know, I saw it. It was entertaining. Uh, Creed three. Did you have a chance to see Creed? What's your thoughts on Creed? Oh, I have not had a chance to see Creed three. It looks like a a nail biter. I mean, I, I like the, I like the two. Uh, I like, I like the, I like the storyline. I mean, from the outside looking in, the premise is like, okay, well, see how that could go down, and you know, you know, I see a lot of, uh, you know, parallels between the, uh, you know, the Creed movies and the first, you know, three Rocky movies. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the, you know, the Creed, you know, on top, you know, kind of. You know, fat cat, and then here comes this dude trying to, you know, hungry from a, you know, adverse situation, trying to, you know, with this Rocky Five, what you got, you know, three Rocky Five, that's three. No, Rocky Five with Tommy Morrison. No, three was Clubber Lang, though. You know, after after Rocky, after Rocky, it got kind of fat catish, and then Clubber just wasn't having it. You know, he was doing pull ups on the, you know, on the pipes in the basement, getting strong, getting big, getting angry. So that's what it looks like, but uh, I haven't seen it yet, though. You see it? No, I ain't seen it. I'll, I'll pull it up this weekend. I have not. I have not seen it, but uh, heard a lot of uh, good and bad about Creed two, three. I just wonder had you seen it. Um. All right, man. Did anybody? Nobody really jumped out on the draft. How did you like CJ Stroud? Did you his throwing? If Richardson and Stroud there are there for you at five, who do you take it? If it's me, it's CJ Stroud, man. I mean, Richardson is, is a is a physical specimen. I mean, he does a lot of things, but that doesn't at quarterback, you know, I, I need you to do a few more things or you know, at least do something really, really well other than run and be, you know, 
Lars for the <laughs> for the position. I mean, like I throw to the right really good, or you know, the screen or this, you know, the deep ball, you know, give me something to kind of anchor my pick. Number five is high, man. But I don't think he'll fall past 10. Somebody, somebody will have to take the take the chance. All right, fans, with the, with this being um, International Women's Day, I'll leave you with this quote here, Cleveland, and see if you can figure this one out. Some people say I have attitude. Maybe I do, but I think you have to. You have to believe in yourself when no one does. That makes you a winner right there. Cleveland, who said that? You know, that sounds like Serena Williams. Oh, you look at you. You was close. You was close. That was Venus Williams. That was, that was Venus Williams. You was you was close. Uh, fans want to thank you guys for um, being a part of the show. Give yourself a round of applause. Give yourself a round of applause for being a part of the show, fans. I want to thank you. Thank those who donated. See, I got some new tools to play with. I got a mic now. I got a little soundboard now. I want to thank those to all those who donated to to the show. Please, however you're, however you're listening to this show, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Rate and review our show. We'd appreciate it. Let us know what you like and what you don't like. I could take uh, constructive criticism. I'm a big boy. But I want you guys to be part of the show. Thank you guys for your time. Like I said, give yourself a round of applause. Cleveland, give yourself one too. We do this every week, fans. You can find us, like like I said, on all the podcast uh, platforms that you enjoy listening to podcasts on. You can find Voice of the Fans. Just go ahead. Ask Siri. Siri, play Voice of the Fans podcast. They're going to play our podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, Cleveland. Thank you for being a part of the show. We're going to holler at you next week, man. Right on, bro.